It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on a huge day of Scottish Cup action. Four big ties get us underway at three o'clock with all Premiership ties at Fir Park and Tynecastle. Aaron Ramsey looks set for his first Rangers start when they head to Annan later. And Celtic are looking to continue their good cup run form tomorrow as Wraith Rovers come to visit. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this afternoon is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. We are on shock watch concerning those teams whose form is as bad as the weather. It never rains but it pours for Aberdeen. They've dropped to ninth in the Premiership, a Scottish Cup exit at Motherwell. And that could end their season, maybe even end Stephen Glass's time at Petaudry Jim Goodwin is as safe as houses at St Mirren but Kelty Hearts represent a potential banana skin likewise Partick Thistle are a banana skin for Dundee United at Fir Hill and Aaron Ramsey's at Annan Things you never thought you'd hear yourself say <laughs> I do love the Scottish Cup And especially this round It starts to feel a wee bit more real at this round And you know, plenty of big ties in there Plenty of opportunity for teams to get back on track Motherwell and Aberdeen obviously One of those looking to put things right After some disappointing results Kelty Hearts, Kevin Thompson's rise I wonder if he has it Or his team has it in them To beat St Mirren But Jim Goodwin, St Mirren Going along quite well and Mole Club Dundee United at Partick Thistle will be keen to keep an eye on that to see how they progress. Yeah, like Mark, it was one tournament I used to love as a player and a manager, Scottish Cup. The one thing you wanted to do was get yourself a victory, get yourself into the, the hat, and look forward to the draw, Gordon. An exciting draw. Lot of very, very good and tough games coming up this afternoon. Yeah, I mean, Mark Wilson, we are in the midst of such a hotly contested title race. It's all that's been on everyone's mind in this city. Talking about the points gap and it getting cut and temporarily during games it's changing and everyone's got an eye on it. Does this come as a a welcome break amidst all that yeah, madness? Yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it. You know, because you're you're thrust into that pressure that you know there is no room for slipping up. But the Scottish Cup at this period was always a welcome distraction for me. Um, and if you get an easier tie. Like Rangers and Celtic have got on paper Then it's the opportunity for fringe players Like I was myself To come mm. in sometimes to the team So <laughs> it's a great round Great to be involved in And for some of the smaller teams It's the chance to have a, a go at the big boys Kelty Hearts today Those players Where they've came from Look at St Mirren It's exactly where they want to be It's a great opportunity for them Fringe players like Mark Wilson and Aaron Ramsey Things mm. you never yeah, thought you well, would say got a long common Um Hugh Keevans, the great thing about our cup though is, is everyone does still give it maximum respect it, it takes maximum importance Celtic and Rangers fans want to win it They want to win everything that they're yeah. in and, and then the same goes for the so-called smaller teams We know our league is set up in such a way at the moment That realistically only two teams are, are going to win it uh, And so for the rest, this is where they start their season dreaming Yeah, exactly uh, Look at the recent history of the competition St Johnston won it last season you know, you can find on the trophy Inverness Cali Thistle. Uh, you can find Dundee United. Uh, so it is a great chance for clubs to grab the glory. They're odds against, but that's what the whole thing is supposed to be about anyway. Uh, it's possibly the case that either Celtic or Rangers will win the Scottish Cup and everything else. But the Cup is where you go to dream. Yeah, it's a special competition, Mark, isn't it? I like that. When other leagues around the world might 
not care as much about yeah. their big domestic cup competition we do and uh, it shows I think that's what I love about the Scottish Cup because it kind of annoys me especially in England how other teams have started playing you know almost reserve sides in this but our teams take it seriously and for the teams out with Celtic and Rangers it's a, a realistic opportunity for European football you know it's a you say it's a chance to dream and it's it's a gateway to more money for them that that prestige is still there where competition and I've no doubt every player wants to be involved in that last Saturday where the Scottish Cup is in May it's a great occasion to be involved in but you have to get through these rounds on a day like today where the rain's coming sideways and it's windy you know May looks a far cry off but it's certainly worth rolling up the sleeves for Okay, let's go around the grounds and get team news then we've got some all premiership ties let's start there Fir Park is the venue for Motherwell against Aberdeen David Friel has the teams Big game Gordon and the day is off to a bit of a surprise start with former Motherwell goalkeeper Craig Sampson who retired from playing over three years ago named on the bench for Aberdeen it was Jack Ross's goalie coach at Hibs. He recently left Easter Road after Sean Maloney's arrival. I'm led to believe Samson had agreed to help out with the, the goalie coach in Aberdeen just in the last few days, but he's now actually been registered in an emergency after Joe Lewis and young Tom Ritchie were ruled out. So Gary Woods will start the game, but 37-year-old Samson will pro- provide cover off the bench alongside 17-year-old Jamie Shingler. Samson's last game was for St Mirren against Dundee in November 2018, so it would be amazing if we see him on the pitch today. Obviously it's a disruption Stephen Glass could have done without for a Scottish Cup tie that you know many think could be defining for his reign as Hugh said. His future might be in the line here and there's going to be 2,000 away fans who expect a victory. Aberdeen won 4 out of 5 before the winter break but struggled since the restart winning just once against Edinburgh City in the Scottish Cup. You look at the Premiership table between 4th and 10th it's so congested but Aberdeen are now 9th Gordon and that is unacceptable for a club of that size. Stephen Glass has made two changes from the midweek defeat to Celtic. Calvin Ramsey and Dillard Dylan McGee drop out and Adam Montgomery and Thunzu Ojo come in. I'll just go through the Aberdeen team first. It's Gary Woods and Goals. Looks at a back four. Ross McCrory, Declan Gallagher, David Bates and Johnny Hayes. Midfield two. Scott Brown and Lewis Ferguson with Vicente Bezawan, Thunzu Ojo and Adam Montgomery just in behind Christian Ramirez. Subs for Aberdeen, as I said, are Samson, Shingler, McKenzie, Jett, McGeek, Jenks, Ramsey, Barron and Kennedy. For Motherwell, Goes without saying, it's another huge game, but maybe playing Aberdeen is another good Scottish Cup omen for them. You know, Motherwell knocked out Morton in the last round, just like they did in their way to win the Cup in 1991. And if you look back, Aberdeen were also beating the road to Hamden that year, so maybe history is repeating itself. Graham Alexander would definitely hope so, but he said they haven't really been in good form since winter break either. There's no doubt Motherwell are badly missing Tony Watts' goals, you know, any team would, but Kevin Van Veen does have three goals against Aberdeen this season, with Motherwell winning both those previous meetings 2-0. Alexander's made four changes from the midweek defeat at Tannadice. Van Veen, Jake Carroll, Mark Kahara and Connor Shields all come in for Nathan McGinley, Callum Slattery, Jordan Roberts and Kane Willery. So it looks like a 4-3-3 for Motherwell. Liam Kelly in goals, Beavis Mugabe, Sondre Solholm, Johanny O'Hala and Jake Carroll at the back. Midfield three of Mark Kahara, Liam, Liam Donnelly and Sean Goss with Joe Efford, Kevin Van Veen and Connor Shields up front now Motherwell have made you know they've made good use of the new subs rule they've actually named 11 subs so I'll run through these as well Fox, O'Donnell Lamy, Willery Shaw, Slattery I'm a loser Cornelius, Grimshaw Tierney and Roberts Team, both teams are allowed to use 5 during normal time plus an extra one plus potentially another 2 concussion subs as well so they could use up to 8 subs each in this tie and the referee for Park is Greg Aitken Gordon Dales is trying to get his head around that we'll deal with the substitutions a bit later on that's not the headline news at the moment Is this where cup football David becomes 
An extra burden of pressure For some teams it can be described as a welcome break But if you're Aberdeen Let's lay out some hypothetical scenarios here If you're Aberdeen You go to Fir Park in the Cup And you get knocked out If you're third in the table And you're flying And you get knocked out Fans are disappointed But they probably shrug their shoulders After a few hours And get on with it However If you go out of the Cup today On the back of difficult League form That's when the pressure's really on And it, it can it can be double-edged Can't it? Yeah, I don't think this is a welcome break for Aberdeen at all. I think it's probably one of the last places they they want to be today. You know, as I said, there's going to be two thousand packed behind the, the the goal away to my right, and Aberdeen are going to get changed in that stand as well. So if things don't go well, it's probably not going to be very nice for the players. And I think Stephen Glass is under huge pressure today. You know, I know Dave Cormack's due in the country, if not today during the during the week, I think. And if Aberdeen's form doesn't pick up and they don't start getting results, then I think Stephen Glass is under pressure. I think he knows that as well. They've obviously got a huge midweek game against St Johnston coming up as well, but he could really do with a win going into the quarterfinals today. But I would say the last time these two teams played, Motherwell won 2-0 that day, they also won 2-0 at Pretodre, and I fancy the home side today, Gordon, to be honest with you. Well, Motherwell not in great form either, constantly changing the team, another four changes today, a bench full of players that <coughs> otherwise you know, can find themselves in the starting eleven. Uh, so perhaps um, a bit of inconsistency on that front Let's keep going around the grounds though That's a cracker All Premiership tie As is Hearts against Livingston Dave Galloway's there Thank you Gordon Well Hearts fans vented their frustration Following the midweek home loss to Dundee Which followed a hammering by Rangers But the team has the chance to turn those jeers into cheers As they target a third cup final in three seasons Certainly the feeling in the Jambos dressing room Is that they really owe the supporters Robbie Nielsen and themselves A good performance today Livingston boss Davy Martindale feels His men come here with no pressure at all And nothing to lose And perhaps is playing some mind games by saying his team's task this afternoon will be even tougher because of Hearts' aforementioned defeat by Dundee on Wednesday evening. History is not on Livy's side in this particular fix, so they haven't won at Tynecastle since May 2002. They'll be confident heading into this game, though, after beating Aberdeen and drawing with Ross County in their previous two matches. Let's take a look at the teams then. For the hosts, three changes. Smith, Devlin and Cochrane replace Moore, Haring and Boyce. Looks like a 3-4-3 for them. Gordon in goals. Suter, Sibic and Kingsley at the back. Midfield, Smith, Devlin, Beningame and Halliday with Mackay, Sims and Cochrane up front. Substitutes Stewart, Haring, McInef, Woodburn, Boyce, Mackay, Stephen, Atkinson, Moore, Janelli and Pollock. As for Livingston, just the one change for them, it's Anderson in for Bailey, it's Stryak in goals for them, across the back it's Devlin, Fitzwater, Obelai and Penrith, and midfield Pittman, Holt and Omionga with a front three of Nublé, Bailey and Forrest. The substitutes for Livy today, Mali, Longridge, Sibold, Montano, Bailey, Boys, Lewis, McMillan, Shinney, Chukwe Mecca and Kelly and your match referee here at Tyne Castle is Nick Walsh so many substitutes when you hear them all rhymed off it really hits home how many uh, we've got to choose from this afternoon more players on the park now than the Super Bowl tomorrow Gordon Dale's <laughs> promised he's going to stay up late for that one this yeah. is his first, I'm, I'm, first year ever he's going I'm to get delighted I'm not a ground just now reading out these teams could be here all day Yeah, going to be interesting Keeping an eye on the subs So that's your two All-Premiership ties Motherwell Aberdeen And Hearts Livy Let's go to Paisley St Mirren against Kelty Hearts Fraser Wisher How are you feeling ahead of that one? 
Well, I heard you guys talking in the studio earlier about the possibility of this maybe, maybe being an upset. It's been a, a more difficult game, and I, I think you're you're right. I think uh, it will be a more difficult game than people think. Although, on the face of it, you could be uh, forgiven for seeing it as a comfortable home win. The Premiership team, of course, sitting on sixth, one point off fourth, five wins and a draw in 2022. It's a home game against a League Two club, but Saints fans will tell you nothing is ever straightforward. And as we all know, Kelty Hearts, they've got a pretty healthy budget, so this game will be trickier than it may seem on paper, and of course, they beat St Johnson in the last round. The Kelty, a number of players with experience of playing at the top level, Darren Jimison in goals, it spells at Livy and Aki, they've got Jordan Forster and Tamil Weir, who were at Dundee and Hibbs and Patrick Thistle and Morton in the in the Premiership as well. They'll be in the centre-back area, and in midfield, Jamie Barjonas, ex-Ranger, and Michael Tidzer, who's been around at many clubs. And I think the real danger for St Man will be up front. Joe Cardle, who's been around for a long time, many clubs, we know he's a goal-scoring winger, and Nathan Austin, of course, is a top scorer, and 32 goals between them from those to this season but that said St Mun must come in with real confidence they're on that great run and if they hadn't lost a late injury time goal through a mistake at the back against Motherwell recently it'd be six wins out of six and new signs Alec Grieve Jordan Jones seem to have settled quickly Kilty's back he's fully fit and looking lively and the change of formation that Jim Goodwin has had back to a 4-2-3-1 has certainly worked a bit of pace in the team nowadays but like everywhere blustery wet pitch in decent condition but a wee bit damp in places and I hope that doesn't ruin this game it has a look of being a really good game with a few goals in it for St Mern, not surprisingly they go with the same team that beats St Johnston midweek Jack Hannock is in goals Marcus Fraser Joe Shaughnessy Charles Dunn and Richard Tate at the back the sitting two Alan Power and Alex Gogic with Greg Kilty Connor Ronan and Jordan Jones behind Alex Grieve up front only nine subs only in inverted commas today Dean Linus Peter Orminski Conor McCarthy Mark Miller Scott Tanzer Ryan Flynn Ethan Erehon Jay Henderson and Lee Erwin for Kelty Hearts They've made three changes. Dan Finlayson, who's been playing full-back films on loan from St Mern, so can't play. Out go Hooper and Aguaman. In come Forster, Philip and Austin. Darren Jimison's in goals. Back four, Andy Black, Jordan Forster, Tom Aware and Kieran Nguenwar. In midfield, Ross Phillip, Michael Tidger and Jamie Burjonas. With up front, Callum Higginbotham, Nathan Austin and Joe Cardle. Only six subs, Josh Donaldson, Thomas Riley, Robbie McNabb, Wati Biabi, Alfredo Aguaman and Scott Cameron. And the referee today in St Mern is Andrew Dallas. Yes, looking forward to that. That one's St Mirren against Kelty Hearts Let's go to Firhill Partick Thistle against Dundee United Roger Hanna is there Yeah, Hugh even started the show Gordon by saying you're in shock watch Will you nip along the road and see this Firhill surface Because it is a shocker There's huge swathes of mud on either side One particularly down in front of me here In the Jackie Husband stand It is not a good surface at all It's showing all the telltale signs of the wintry weather The overuse with Queen's Park sharing Firhill with the Jags this season hopefully it won't diminish the fifth round excitement as Ian McCall takes on one of his former clubs I was at this fixture this cup fixture for Super Scoreboard a year ago Thistle was so unlucky up at Tannadice Scott Tiffany had him into a deserved lead before Lawrence Shanklin's late equaliser and then an injury time winner from Nicky Clark and Ian McCall would love to gain a mark of revenge against his old team this afternoon for that that cup defeat. Incredibly, 10 of the last 11 meetings between these sides I've seen both teams score so we are expecting plenty of goal mouth activity among the mud here this afternoon and, and that feeling's probably enhanced. Look at Tony Watt, first goal for Dundee United in midweek, much to the annoyance of Motherwell Chief Executive and friend of the show Alan Burrows and as that was happening up in Inverness, big Brian Graham was getting a hat trick for the Jags in that 3-3 draw with Cali Thistle to show 
Partick Thistle fans, there is life after Zach Rudden. Interestingly enough, Gordon, the man who arrived here from Dundee as Zach Rudden went the other way, Alec Jakubiak, he is called up today to partner Graham in attack, so Thistle will believe they can get a result. The game finishes in some way here today, and Thistle will fancy their chances. I'll give you their team first. It's Jamie Snedden in goal. A back four, Kieran McKenna, Lewis Mayo, Kevin Holt and Stephen Hendry. Midfield, the skipper Ross Doherty, Robbie Crawford and Stuart Bannigan. And up top, Scott Tiffany, Brian Graham and Alec Jakubiak. The substitutes only seven, but they do include Andy Firth signed on loan, the goalkeeper from Rangers this morning. He's in because young Mason McCready, the backup, he's cup tied after playing for Gala in the Scottish Cup early rounds. So it's Firth. Turner, Smith, Bell, Murray, McIver and 17-year-old Ben Stanway. I actually know his father, Gary, so I'll be delighted if young Ben got on this afternoon. As for the DNA today, they're along usual lines. They'll be going very well, fourth now in the Premiership after that midweek win against Motherwell. And unsurprisingly unchanged is Benji Segrist in goal. Back three is Ryan Edwards, Callum Butcher and Ross Graham. Across the middle, Liam Smith, Ian Harts, Kevin McDonald, Dylan Levitt and Elmari Niskanen. And up top, Mark McNulty and Tony Watt. 11 subs for United as well, I'm afraid, gents. Eriksson, Clark, Akinola, McMahon, Mikison, Nielsen, Mochrey, McLeod, Moore, Kujo and Mulgrew. The referee is John Beaton. And United have won the last four Scottish Cup meetings with the Jags. Thistle's last win in this competition, a replay. February 1960, almost 62 years to the day. Hugh Kevens was only 25 on that day as well, so looking forward to that one. A fantastic card of cup action, all Premiership ties at Tynecastle and Fir Park, and the others equally as fascinating in their own way. And it doesn't stop there. Brilliant games tomorrow and even Monday night as well. So you're up to speed. We've given you the team news. Uh, as always at this stage on a Saturday We get all the guys involved We'll take a look at some of the other big talking points And we'll do that next Action as it happens And your reaction from five on the open line This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, Gordon Diel are in the studio We've got the top team out and about Because the Scottish Cup fifth round is here And it promises to be a cracker Hearts Livy, Motherwell, Aberdeen, Partick Thistle, Dundee United and St Mirren Kelty at 3 o'clock Annan Rangers at half 5 Our both Hibs, Celtic Wraith tomorrow And even Peterhead Dundee on Sunday It doesn't even stop there We've got games in the Championship today A couple of them Games down the league Six Nations if that's your thing uh, Albeit it's not got off to a particularly good start In Cardiff, Scotland losing uh, 6-0 at the moment So I'll keep you up to speed on that Let's go uh, back around the ground Roger Hanna, we were discussing last night about the the importance of the Scottish Cup and, and, and what it means in the midst of a title race for Celtic and Rangers, what it means for the other clubs as well because there's that added incentive of easier progress in Europe and the cash that would come with it. So um, what does it mean to you as far as far as all these teams would be concerned? Well, listen, you say yourself often enough, Gordon, we tend to sometimes in the show look at football through the old firm prism, so I'll address the old firm first. For Celtic, who start tomorrow against Wraith Rovers, the Scottish Cup could conceivably be part of a treble. For Rangers, who go to Annan at half past five, the Scottish Cup could conceivably be a first trophy for Giovanni van Bronckhorst, it could be part of a double for Giovanni van Bronckhorst, and it could be a first Scottish Cup for 13 years for Rangers. It's almost beyond belief that Rangers haven't won this trophy for 13 years. They've only been to one final since then when they lost to Hibs six years ago. They will be desperate to make an impact in the competition. And yes, we all know because of the Champions League group stage prize, a 30 or 40 million at the end of the season, we know where the priorities lie. 
but the Scottish Cup will be very, very high up the agenda for both teams. Yeah, I mean, Fraser Wisher, we, we said it earlier, that is the beauty of it here. No one takes their foot off the gas, really, in the Scottish Cup. The expectation on Celtic and Rangers to go and win it will be will be through the roof. But f- for similar and different reasons, if that, if that makes any sense. You know, Rogers outlined the, the difference. Rangers fans just desperate for some cup success um, after you know winning the league last season. That's maybe the next... The next thing to tick off Yeah and they were criticised during that period as well Under Stephen Gerrard Who didn't really compete in the Cups at all He did one Cup final And they lost to Celtic And they should have won They played really well that day But knocked out a few quarter finals You know as well And won at home So there's a, there's a kind of poor record The Rangers have had in the Cup competitions In, in, in recent seasons Particularly the, the Scottish Cup And I think you guys covered it earlier on You know when you're looking at uh, the, the, the Simon for example their best chance of winning a trophy is the cup and when you're a St Mirren supporter or you're a Motherwell supporter you win the cup and you win trophies very rarely and those players that do are, are just thought of throughout the, 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 the team's history throughout the club's history they're, they're put up in walls there's murals etc fans remember them because it happens so rarely and it's a huge occasion for smaller clubs when they get to the latter stages of the cup so I think that's why our teams take it seriously I mean Jim Goodwin at the tail end of, sort of six games very very close together has, hasn't changed his team he hasn't rotated you know and we, we do look at England different world down there but uh, finishing fourth in their, in their table is be- much better than finishing fifth and winning the cup that's the, the reality of it all because fourth gets you to, to, the, to the, the Champions League and for the clubs down below you know, fin- winning the cup and getting relegated is no good because they just want to stay in the league it's different up here and I'm glad that our managers from top to bottom really take our cup competition seriously because they always select strong teams and having said that David Field now actually is that extra incentive for clubs if you win the Scottish Cup you go straight into the playoff round for the Europa League group stages at that point you're either looking at what would be a sensational entry to the Europa League group stages or you drop in to the Conference League group stages so if you are today and you're St Mirren or you're, you're Dundee United or Motherwell not only do you get that you know, once in a lifetime for some experience of winning the Scottish Cup you could be £3 million better off which is more money than you get for winning the top flight yeah, if, if, if one of those clubs sold a player for three million pounds, Gordon, everybody would be talking about how how great it is for the finances. And I was so disappointed for Zoom Johnson last season, who UEFA seemed to kind of snatch it away in the last minute because I think if you looked at access lists all through last season, which I did because I had to kind of look at the stats like that, it looks as if St. Johnson or the winners of the Scottish Cup were going to get that sort of three million pound reward. It didn't happen, but it looks as if it will happen this season, and yet it's huge. And and also. I mean, I'm watching two teams today, Motherwell and Aberdeen. You know how big it would be for them just to get their hands on a trophy. You know, Motherwell. I spoke earlier on 1991, but Aberdeen haven't won this cup since 1990. And if you look back, I mean, I, I grew up in the 80s. Gordon and I mean, Aberdeen were synonymous with winning trophies in the Scottish Cup and everything, and they've just not done it. You know, in, in almost three, over three decades now. So, I think it's huge financially, but I also think it's huge for so many clubs, even the two capital clubs as well to go and get something, either make history or, or something tangible to show your progress as a team if you, if you take Hearts for example this season Yeah and the thing Roger Hanna is I'm not sure um, you, you even have to separate it, when would the last time be that both Celtic and Rangers would be you know, deep into February, both feeling good about themselves, both believing that they can go and win the league and then taking that into the Scottish Cup, it's been a long time since we had this Type of title race, and, and you wonder how that impacts the other competitions as well. Yeah, very much so. Europe as well, you know, one get into the Europa League, as we say, one get into the Conference League on Thursday. So they are fighting on three fronts, and deep into February, uh, it's a long, long time since that was the case. And on a list of priorities, yes, as we say, the Championship eclipses everything else, but 
Football's not really a game where you can pick and choose what you win, Gordon. So I think both sides will want to stay in all three of their competitions as long and as deep as they possibly can because there could be disappointment in another one of the competitions come the end of the season. David Friel raises a pertinent point about Aberdeen. I mean, Stephen Glass doesn't need any more pressure lumped onto him today than he's already got. But here it comes, Stephen. As uh, David Friel said, 1990, the last time Aberdeen won the Cup. Since then, Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Dundee United, Motherwell, Hibs, St Johnston, Kilmarnock and Inverness Cali Thistle have all won the Scottish Cup. If you are, or you think of yourself as a truly big club, that's why today's important for Aberdeen. They've got to emerge from the shadows. They think of themselves as arguably Scotland's third or fourth biggest club. Haven't won the league since the mid-80s. Haven't won the Scottish Cup for 32 years. Big clubs do better than that. Mark Wilson's got two Scottish Cup winners medal and a runners-up medal since then. No, he's not. Perspective. No, two runners-up. Two, yeah, no, 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 runners. no, no, no. Not even two. Listen, get your fans <laughs> Let's just leave you're, bum, you're bumming this guy up with two uh, winners' medals, right? One, he's not got a winners' medal, have you? Yes. 2011 Scottish Cup. Yeah. So and I scored, I scored in the final. No, One was, of the greatest days of my career. It was an own goal, but you did was, play. It was a great strike But he's claiming a medal And he, he, he was in the squad He wasn't even on the pitch Sub And he went Anyway went, oh, got I him get out. that means but, but a lot. Did you physically get the medal? Yes right, So he's got the medal That's all I was yeah, but talking about but, but hold on the, the, And he did play in the other one So I've got an array of Scottish Cup medals but, Winners but and losers so Lots of silverware does You go and ask Fraser Who's probably done it plenty of times Right Get left in the stand He didn't get the win bonus Or a medals Does he? You only get a medal if you're on the pitch or you're soft. Hold on, I think you must. He got to the medal. We're not debating no, whether he, he just got. Tom, he picked one up. He, he just was part of the squad. <laughs> there was a spare one <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> Need to take your opportunity <laughs> when it presents itself. Anyway. But uh, like, it does mean the world, you know, and getting things like this to look back on. He was right. These, the Aberdeen team, you know, a huge game for them today, a huge day for Stephen Glass. But to go that length of time with that list of teams winning it, and you are. One of the biggest clubs in Scotland. Then it's got to come a time that you you actually put a stamp in that and show some sign of success. And when Aberdeen have got was it two thousand fans there if for part today, mm. I mean they're going there with high expectations. So it could be a difficult afternoon for Stephen Glass. Obviously, not going to get away from the fact Fraser Wishart that Celtic and Rangers are our favourites as they are for every domestic competition. What what more did we learn midweek? We lasted you on on Wednesday night when we were building up to a, a big night. What did we learn? Well, you, you learned that I don't think they're going to drop many points. We had a big discussion on, on Wednesday night at the phone-in, and uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points dropped between now and the end of the season, so every game is, is critical for, for, for those two teams, and, and I think one of the, the reasons our, our cup competitions are so important to the old firm is that they win trebles, and they boast about trebles, and they have the bragging rights, and uh, for the opposition, sometimes it's winning the Scottish Cup that stops the opposition getting the trebles, so that's what makes our competition so important for the big clubs. We've discussed what it means to St Mirren and Hearts and all the rest of them, because they've got a chance of winning it. But that's why. But uh, for me, longer term, you know, I, I just think that the gap is just t- too big for even likes of Hearts, who were heavily beaten last weekend, and Motherwell, who were in fourth place, heavily beaten last weekend as well. And during the week, Aberdeen, they did compete for a bit. They, but they were, they were, could have been two more goals down. They were two down at one point. So I think the gap, the gap is big there. But uh, the biggest chance of knocking Rangers and Celtic off their perch is in a one-off game, and that's where the cup really has a bit of importance, or far more importance for, for our country than, than others. Yeah, I mean, Roger Hanna, when you look specifically today, 
Is the gap too big to, to consider Annan any sort of banana skin? Is that one that, that Rangers just deal with and, and get out of the way and look to the next round? Well, don't take my word for it. Listen to the words of the Annan Athletic Manager, Peter Murphy, who said at the end of the week, if Rangers don't go to Gala Bank and win 5-0, they'll be considered failures. Um, uh, that is the sort of size of gap that Peter Murphy believes exists between his side top half of the fourth tier of Scottish football and a Rangers side who, as we're talking, you know, are fighting in three fronts and are about to take on Borussia Dortmund in the Europa League. So I genuinely think if Rangers were to slip up today, it would not only top Hugh Keevan's shock watch, it would top the Richter scale of Scottish Cup giant killings through the years. It's a bit of intrigue though, you know, you always look at these ties as who who gets a chance, what fringe players, any youngsters, well, it will be Aaron Ramsey that takes the headlines, I'd imagine, Roger, given that he's set to make his first start for Rangers. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I was actually quite surprised when Giovanni Van Bronckhorst said that yesterday, uh, you know, you, you think about uh, some of these synthetic surfaces, I know Fraser Wishart's not a huge fan of them, but you just wonder with Aaron Ramsey's injury record whether or not he would be exposed to the surface at Gallabank, but they clearly think it's fine, they clearly think he's fine, he's ready to go and he could probably do with getting 70 or 80 or 90 minutes under his belt get him settled into the side uh, because Rangers have some much bigger bigger fixtures just around the corner Yeah, I mean David Freel again for Celtic tomorrow when, when that rolls around on paper these sides are, are much closer Wraith Rovers obviously higher up the pyramid than Annan would be Is it Celtic Park? Again, is it a case of just using that squad? Yeah, 100%, Gordon. I mean, I, I'm sure Ange Postacoglu will give John McGlynn Wraith Rovers the utmost respect, but Celtic squad is so big that he, he can really afford to go and, and, and put some players in. You know, he was speaking yesterday about Christopher Julian, who is a £7 million defender, and even Ange Postacoglu admits he's a, he's a significant player at the club. He's not even been on the bench for the last three games, you know, and you, and you look at others who... That's Celtic without Kyogo and David Turnbull, and, and their bench is so strong. I think the subs during the week, you know, near Beaton, James Forrest, Tom Rogic, guys like that. So, yeah, I, I would imagine, I don't think it'll be a completely new 11, but I, do, I dare say Ange Postacoglu will use his squad. And you might see guys like James McCarthy and Yus- Yusuke Adeguchi and guys like that getting some game time. And maybe Christopher Julian off the bench, I'm not sure he'll start, but I, I do wonder where he might make his first appearance, and it's now approaching 15 months, and that would be a big push for Celtic. Heading into the run into a player of his calibre available again. I think you have to acknowledge that there's so much football to come, and it, it may well be a pipe dream. It might not come close to happening, but the fact that we've even got to February, David, and Celtic fans are talking about the importance of the cup because it could be part of a treble. I mean, that just that would have been ridiculous at the start of the season, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to sit here and say say otherwise. I, I didn't think Celtic would get, you know, given the size of the rebuild, I didn't probably think Celtic would get very close to Rangers in the league. Thought maybe, you know, not obviously not the same gap as last year, but I thought Rangers would be too strong. So far, Celtic have, have been very, very good, and they're now on top. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, I think when you're only three or four games away from a potential. Scottish Cup to add to what Celtic would hope to be league and of course they start to dream and as I said last week Celtic fans can afford to start dreaming but Ange Postacoglu and his players can't and I'm sure they won't you know as I said they'll give Wraith Rovers utmost respect but in that dressing room they'll have their eyes on trying to win everything and that'll probably go for Europa Conference League as well you know they start against Bodo Glimt in midweek you look at the teams in the, the competition I'm not saying Celtic are anywhere near favourites but it's not as daunting as Europa League is and, and I think Celtic will be looking to get a run a deep into that competition as well Yeah, what they have to be wary of tomorrow is too much rotation I think uh, Celtic at this stage top of the league 
The financial accounts published yesterday Absolutely glowing uh, everything about the club positive Ange Postacoglu a cult hero in the eyes of the Celtic fans In the quieter moments they'll look back and think That night at St Mirren, nil-nil draw If we'd get all three points there Celtic would be three points clear at the top of the league Etc, etc So they don't want to look back on Wraith Rovers On a sleepy Sunday afternoon When the Green Brigade were absent And the noise levels dropped And the rain fell and the crowd was reduced in number because of a four o'clock kickoff. They don't want to look back on that as having caused them to get complacent and slip up because the Celtic fans are dreaming of a domestic treble. And Wraith Rovers, they're going there as they did in the League Cup earlier this season. Very much the underdogs. Celtic made them look like the underdogs in the League Cup and they have to do the same tomorrow in the Scottish Cup. It's turned around a bit in Cardiff Wales 6, Scotland 11 now So looking a bit better for Gregor Townsend's side We are going to go back to the football And back around the grounds in the Scottish Cup next The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's Scottish Cup fifth round weekend We've got four big games about 15 minutes away So let's go back around the grounds and get a final build up towards them Where shall we start? Motherwell, Aberdeen, David Friel uh, A lot of focus on Aberdeen, David the, the bigger of the clubs The increased expectation levels But Motherwell are not having a great 2022 And life after Tony Watt either Yeah, they're not, Gordon Really struggling for form You know, that, that extra time went over Motherwell their only win since the turn of the year And I think Game Alexander was a little bit Sort of I don't think he liked to sort of argument that they're just missing Tony Watt I think he said it was a, a lazy way of looking things but there's no doubt they are I mean he's one of the country's top strikers you know you'd rather have him than not have him and it's up to other guys to step up as you said earlier you know he's rotated his squad trying different things and I think it's a, a huge day again for Kevin Van Veen seems to like playing against Aberdeen you get you know get players have teams like that in their careers but they just seem to find the net against them and I think they'll be looking for that again but I also think Joe Effort has to show a bit more Connor Shields back in the, the, the squad again today as well. So, and Marka Harley and Doyle and Sean goes behind them. So, Motherwell definitely have goals in the team. I'm actually just warming up, is watching them warm up. And it's unbelievable to see 22 players on the pitch at the same time with all these subs. So, they've got plenty on the bench, plenty up front. So, it's up to Motherwell to go and go and make home advantage count today. Yeah, we often focus on strength and depth and, and having options. I wonder if there becomes a sensitive tipping point, David, where if you've got so many players of, of similar ability... There sometimes carries an accusation that you don't quite know the strongest starting eleven, and I've seen a lot of Motherwell fans, rightly or wrongly, making that point on social media this week. If you look through that bench, Stephen O'Donnell's the club captain. Clearly plays a lot of football. So does Ricky Lamy, Willery, Slattery, uh, Grimshaw, Tierney, Roberts, Cornelius. These are like all guys who've featured for the first team many, many times this season. Um, yes. And of course, there, there are eleven who, who start the match. It's almost like. Can't quite decide Which is the, is the best combination Yeah I think it's a really fair point And, and I think Graham Alexander Would maybe spin it And say oh but I've got plenty of competition For places And it doesn't matter who plays But you're right Every time I've watched Motherwell this season you, you go thinking How many changes will there be Especially up front You know Who will he play as a front three Who will play, play right Who will play left I'm actually surprised Kane Willey's not playing I've, I've always liked him I always think he, he makes things happen Callum Slattery In Middle Park as well But yeah, it just seems to be he's trying to find the right mix, but there's no doubt Tony Watt is a huge miss. 
But as I said, Kevin Van Dien, I think he can be a talisman. I think he can be a match winner. And, and this is a huge game for him. And Connor Shields as well. You know, he's been in and out of the side. He's had chances. He's done well. Then again, he's back out. It. Huge day for him too as well. But I totally agree with you. I think Motherwell have to find a, a, a settled three, especially in that forward area, and give him a real chance to get ahead of steam up. I explained my very, very non-scientific theory on this match last night, Gordon. Motherwell have beaten Aberdeen 2-0 twice this season. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot between the sides. Can Motherwell really win a third game in a row or do the law of averages catch up with you? Uh, two teams that are in poor, poor form. I do agree with David. I think that Graham Alexander, he's got good players at his disposal, Gordon, but they're off for him. I think you've got to give them an opportunity. As a striker, if you're playing in that front three, you want a run of games. You know, you'll get a run of games, get to know your partner you're playing with, get to know the style, get a couple of goals, build confidence from there. I just think the rotation's too much just now. Here is Graham Alexander. I think, I think all teams have had tough um, periods this season and, and good periods. So, um, you know, we're only responsible and, and, and care about what, what we, we're doing at a particular moment. If we do... Uh, things right from our side you know we're in control of our destiny we, we want to go uh, through to the next round uh, we have a, a real tough opponent I think um, we, we know of their abilities and what individuals they have and how they play and uh, the manager's philosophy so we know all those those things and you have to overcome those things but um, you know we look forward to the cup competitions Is there a big cup day out for the Kelty Hearts fans Fraser have they made the journey through to Paisley? Yeah, there's actually quite a few to, to my right-hand side. I think bigger than quite a few the, the Premiership clubs would, would bring, I would say, at least, at least 300, maybe 400. So the, I think the club paid for, for buses to come through as well. It's just a big occasion and a reward for that brilliant win against St Johnston in the, in the last round. And clearly a club going places. You look at Cove at the top of League One and they're going to go into the Championship by the looks of it. And you wouldn't bet against Kelty to be there in a couple of years as well. Some of these clubs will get huge backers and, and what makes them dangerous is that is that backing you know because I said earlier you go through their, their team and plenty of guys who played at premiership level you know and uh, just looking at Callum Higginbotham's one I didn't mention him and Joe Cardell and wide areas today still going with a 4-3-3 formation Kevin Thompson very positive Austin scores goals through the middle so there's a threat there for, for St Myrna and they have to be very careful of it but maybe the shock factor has gone because of that win against St Johnson the St Myrna players don't need reminding that this is a decent side don't don't be fooled by their League 2 status they're, they're, they're better than that and probably as good as many of the championship teams as, as, as well so for St Myrna it's just about confidence and you're, you're talking about options and talking about too many players Jim Goodwin's just said same again he's not changed the team around at all he's not rotated he's not rested he knows his team are in a fantastic run and a win against Kelty just all of a sudden it becomes seven games with six wins and a draw this, this year as well so I think he knows the importance of this stage of this competition and the impact it can have on, on the future league games Let's hear from Jim Goodwin then ahead of that one They're a very very good side a very um you know, a very well organised team. Um, Kevin Thompson is a a good young manager with um, you know some good fresh ideas. I know he was highly regarded during his time at uh, Rangers with the with the academy, and he's obviously stepped up into senior management. And you know, you have to say, uh, took to it like a duck to water. I don't believe they're a League Two team. I think they could very much hold their own in the Championship um, with the squad of players that they have and, and the budget that they have available to them at that level. You know, they should be winning their league. And um, I would expect them to get promoted this season. And I would also expect them to to go again next season and be in the mix to get promoted out of League One also. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's going to be extremely challenging. There's no pressure on Kelty Hearts. They're the underdogs. But it is a banana skin. 
Let's go back to Firhill, Roger Hanna. You've got concerns about the pitch, and I wonder what difference a few weeks can make. You know, Dundee United were on that sticky run, and, and this could have been viewed as a, a proper uh, banana skin. Will they be feeling a lot better about themselves after beating Motherwell midweek? Yeah, without doubt, because uh, it is very congested in that middle area of the Premiership table, but they come here fourth. They've beaten Motherwell in the middle of the week, and that's, you know, combined with the other results, they are fourth in the table, and the table doesn't lie, so they'll feel good about themselves. Um, they've got into a way of playing, I like the January recruitment, not just Tony Watt, but I think Kevin McDonald, you know, thankfully came through that kidney transplant, is somehow back playing football. It's a, it's a terrific uh, really, you know, heartwarming story. He's back in the middle of the park there. They actually brought Ross Graham back from a loan spell at Dunfermline and he's settled into a back three as well. So there's a good balance about the United side, but on this surface, you know, I, I don't want to do down Partick Thistle and say it would be a giant killing because Thistle are a good side as well, but I actually don't think the surface will help Thistle. They've got good footballers there, the likes of Stuart Bannigan, Scott Tiffany, who scored against United in the Cup last season. I don't think the surface is going to help either side. And the last thing it needed, Gordon, in the hour before kickoff was no fewer than 40 footballers and assorted coaching staff running about, churning it up. Uh, it looked bad when I arrived here the back at one o'clock this afternoon. It looks a whole lot worse now. And you would worry that the surface would have an influence on the spectacle of this fifth round tie this afternoon. Yeah, let's hear from Tam Courts then. Yeah, I think a lot of clubs, you know, proclaim to, you know, buy into the romance of the Scottish Cup. I, th I think at this football club, particularly with our fans, it's it's something that, that really is kind of palpable. I think the support that we got in the Premier Sports Cup, the support that we got down at Rugby Park, is very evident that the fans are motivated by you know a cup run they'll obviously be there in their numbers and we want to give them something to shout about so building on Wednesday is really important peaking at the right time of the season is really important and we get a, a, a chance to, to go navigate our way through a, a really kind of tricky tag it's a good opponent but the incentive is, is massive for us Hearts are clearly in third place they're, they're looking comfortable for a third place finish they've got a good recent history in the Scottish Cup as well that said Dave Galloway I'm not sure uh, Livy are the ideal opponents They they are um, a fairly tricky obstacle to get past on their day Yeah absolutely Gordon uh, You know like you say They have set the bar high 10 points clear in third place In the Premiership But uh, a couple of bumps in the road As uh, the man manager uh, referred to them um, Against uh, Rangers and Dundee Which we've touched on already But the weight of expectation rests uh, firmly on their shoulders A big crowd is here fully expecting a victory today and a place in the last day but Livingston they will be well up for the fight today won't they you could be sure of that and they play some good stuff as well Bruce Anderson has shown he's got an eye for goal netting 10 times uh, so far in this campaign he'll be confident of adding to that if he gets the right supply from the likes of Alan Forrest and, and I, I would say everything points towards a really close really hard fought contest today yeah that's a fair point you look at Bruce Anderson, Alan Forrest, all in good form. But let's be honest, what we really need is a Halliday Bartley bust up. That's what that's what that's what the audience mm -hmm. needs. It's certainly what Monday night's programme needs. I mean it wouldn't uh, fancy Andy's chances for what it's worth, but it'd be great drama. If you get to bumps in the road as Robbie Nielsen calls them, okay, you can just about get away with that. If you get a thud, that's not a bump in the road, that's structural damage. So they cannot afford to lose at home to Livingston when the crowd are tetchy. For some reason, they're always tetchy with Robbie Nielsen, although he does a, an excellent job for them. But he always seems to be just an inch away from the firing line. So, Livy were capable of beating Hibbs at Easter Road. 
They are equally capable of beating Hearts at Tynecastle. It's not a shock because they're in the same division, but it's a hazard that Hearts have to negotiate today. Uh, Gordon DL's cutting edge rugby analysis it just mm. told me that every time he looks up at the screen, it's a different score. Uh, that's just, I, I don't really know how to elaborate. He's, he's, he's kind of right. I don't know how long he spends looking away. It's now Wales 14, Scotland 14. So close fought game. This boy keeps falling over the line, yeah, but he he's yeah. handing the ball and they give him a goal anyway. Both, it, both have had a it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one T for one try. One try. 14-14 Good game anyway. N- N-10. Right, kick off in the Scottish Cup Fifth round coming next The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scottish Cup Fifth round weekend And the games are getting underway Up and down the country The conditions look horrific We've got a close eye uh, on the match at Fir Park There are other Premiership ties Of course at Tynecastle Between Hearts and Livy uh, Thistle, Dundee United Not a lot separating them In the football pyramid St Mirren, Kelty A bit further apart And then big games to come Later on So give us your latest Set of flawless predictions Hugh I am taking Aberdeen To give themselves a shake And win at Fir Park uh, St Mirren Home win Kelty Hearts Away win Dundee United At Fir Hill Home win Hearts Livy And away win Rangers at Annan I think Motherwell Aberdeen will go the full distance But I think Aberdeen will go through In that tie St Mirren will beat Kelty Hearts will beat Livy United will beat Partick Thistle And obviously Rangers will beat So you and me Identical Five identical predictions there Oh sorry Hugh I wasn't listening Concentrating on minds Nothing wrong with that Well I'm certainly not going for them Uh, (laughs) I'll go home one Motherwell I fancy a cup shock St Mirren Partick Thistle and Hearts mm. and Rangers Motherwell do have the ball in the back of the yeah, net yeah. But it's offside Let's get it up and running properly Goal flashes With Aspire Industrial Services Leading the way in industrial and corporate branded workwear Right now that the predictions are out the way It was actually a nice move from it's Motherwell offside. Uh, The flag goes up early I must admit it looks like a very tight call That uh, is close I'm not having that That's very tight not sure to what extent we will see a, a conclusive replay either way. Oh. I'll just I'll jump on the sense of injustice bandwagon already. Why not? Forty seconds in. What a start that would have been. Um here is it again, Gordon. It's hard to tell because you can't cut. see nah. Uh, I tell you what, I think I he's onside. So do I. I think with the cut of the grass here, first look at that, that looks onside. I think efforts hard done by. Will we get any conspiracy calls about this one mm, on Monday? Or, uh, Who's that, your referee today for Park? You're not allowed that if you're a wee team, no? Yeah, just checking. Not okay. uh, right, that's fine. Alawa won his 5 0. Mark Dernan, that's a league game, of course, uh, down there in League One. Uh, Sims has had a shot deflected over for Hearts, so they're trying to start fast. Uh, and more importantly, what about the conditions at Fir Park? Oh my goodness, Fir Park is, it is all happening. Goal flashes. With AspireGlasgow.com Motherwell nil, Aberdeen won <laughs> And it's Christian Ramirez The main goal getter Got another good one against Celtic in the league during the week And he's got one in the cup already this afternoon Across a back post header from the American striker That's the start Stephen Glass needed Yeah, and it's the one move that he has made In the transfer front that, uh, that has really paid off for me It looks a real handful, Christian Ramirez uh, So now it's a, a test of Graham Alexander's theory and I think he's spot on it's lazy just to say 
Motherwell don't do well now because Tony Watt's away. Tony Watt played six games for Dundee United and didn't score. At that point, the selling club did not profit and the buying club did not profit from Tony Watt. So it's a great goal from Ramirez, terrific header. The Aberdeen fans behind that goal, absolutely delighted. And now Motherwell truly have it all to do. I'm not sure, I'm not sure I've seen fans spill onto the pitch to celebrate a second mm, minute yeah. opener before, mm, I must admit. Usually, usually it's the late drama uh, that makes you do that, but it's a long way to come. They've been feeling pretty rubbish about their team recently, and Ramirez has them in front, Gordon. That's all about the ball, Gordon, uh, from the right hand side. As a striker, that's a, that's, a, that's a dream. A dream ball. You know, Mark's probably put one or two of them in in his uh, career. Uh, it's just come in right hand side, and you've got to question. What, defending horrendous But as an attacking team ah, it's, a, it's a good finish But where is the defenders We've Come on Where is the centre backs Ojala Solholm And Mugabe Who's playing right back Marks so You've got three yeah. sort of Recognised central defenders In there And uh, Ramirez is like uh, In between all of them uh, You know what uh, Yeah I get your frustration there But I'm going to give credit McCrory's ball in yeah. fantastic Great pace Into a great area And Ramirez is just Like the old saying You see the, the defender's number Then you know The defender's in trouble And he peels off the back And it's a fantastic header What a start How, how things can change In two minutes Because oh. I've seen nothing wrong With that Motherwell goal Unless We see <laughs> We see other evidence It was a great move Motherwell looked up for it They looked sharp They gave away a free kick And Scott Brown Which looks soft And it no. goes up the other no, end I know I would say that But, but I, I, I agree I agree I didn't think it was a free kick But They've still got to defend it Gordon um, oh, It's a free kick in their own half You know it's not yeah. It's not um, When that ball comes in For the right hand side Matt's right McCrory's ball is uh, Top draw But If you're the Motherwell manager You must be saying Come on guys We need to defend the box uh, And Incidentally, so the Aberdeen fans sort of spilled on to the side of the pitch to celebrate the goal. The Motherwell fans did not like that and oh. looked like they were trying to return the favour and the police and the stewards and everyone had to get involved. Oh, well, good old fashioned the, cup fun. The Aberdeen fans are on a warning from their own club uh, because they're threatening to close the red shed, as they call it, the area behind one goal because of the, the flares uh, and it's become a safety hazard. So... You remember they, they won at Livingston With the jammiest goal You'll ever see When the goalkeeper Dropped it into his own net And they invaded the park then So they've clearly got I will use the word Exuberant They've got an exuberant Bunch of young fans It's, be, it's becoming more common now That's that's the worry Around the full of Scotland That these goals uh, I love the emotion And I love the, the Large travelling away fans But It's becoming the norm now To spill onto the pitch And Once a few clubs Start doing it Then the younger Generation if you like See that And And they start replicating it And it's a problem It's a problem Well it's a real big problem If the The, the home fans Then think Well not having that uh, Then you could have the risk Of something Bad on your hands ah, Just having a bit of fun Bit of cop fun mm. Come on Let's Let's not get too Far ahead of ourselves uh, Let's do this though Whilst we can Because we've Neglected it so far the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online Roger Hanna if you're listening you're going to be busy with this one mm. since 2012 10 players from out with the UK and Europe have played in and won a Scottish Cup final Name them Since 2012 10 players 
from out with the UK and Europe have played in and won a Scottish Cup final Who are they? At Clyde SSB We're looking for one tweet With all ten names on it And it's a race So get thinking That's extremely hard I might have to dish out Some clues for some of them Just remember What I would always say Is it's football nationality uh, As well There's one in particular there That falls into that category uh, So get your answers in At Clyde SSB Aberdeen almost go two ahead Ramirez again This time with a lobbed finish uh, A little bit unlucky And it stays Motherwell nil Aberdeen two The only Aberdeen one sorry the only goal uh, of the day so far. We should score, actually. Yeah. We should put Aberdeen two up for me. Uh, defending once again. Too easy. One ball over the top. Ramirez is on it. He's strong. Holds off the defender. Goalkeepers in no man's land. That, for me, is a very simple chance. I think he puts that in the yeah. back of the and Motherwell are under are severe you, pressure. Are you cutting him any slack? The wind and all that? No, I'm not cutting. You've got to deal with that. I just thought it was poor defending. And I think it's a poor finish I really do I, I tell you what Hugh's right I know it's poor defending But the wind takes that ball In a good few yards oh. When you see it from behind the goal It bounces And then a gust of wind Sweeps it towards the goal Which allows Ramirez That chance To get in But he should score You're right Thank you Okay At Clyde SSB On the teaser Some of those names Hugh I mean seriously Yeah um, yeah yeah That's why I sure. said You'll need to be busy I don't think We should take part this week I, I'm out anyway I, I don't even know a question That is grim mm. I'm too busy I'm concentrating the games Half time Wales 14 Scotland 14 In the Six Nations uh, Rain absolutely battering down at Fir Park There's a leak in the roof above David Friel's oh, head Oh your beauty <laughs> You'll be pleased to know oh, Imagine it was Wishers <laughs> And that baldy bit Boom 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 <laughs> be, be some atmosphere oh, David Friel eh? oh, He's having a tough <laughs> time <David> Friel. <laughs> Oh there's some days you're you're happier than others to be in the in the studio in this lovely warm environment. We love seeing games, but aye, not in February. Clyde nil, Dumbarton won a league game as well. Ross McLean, eight minutes on the clock for Dumbarton. So we've got a bit of a mix. We've got two big games in the Championship: Kelly Dunfermline and Morton QOS, as Mark mm. Wilson calls them. Uh, speaking well, of which, you've just uh, been subjecting us to uh, footage of your, your favourite ever uh, at Scottish please. Cup goal. When yes. you, you told us you scored a 35-yard volley, a screamer for Dundee United against Queen of the mm. South en route to the Scottish Cup. So we, it sounded exciting. <laughs> we checked it out and everything was was right about what you say until it left your foot. Mm. Hugh would have saved it. I don't know what the keeper <laughs> was doing. No, Throws no. it into the net. I have to contradict you. I wouldn't have saved it. Yeah, I, you would have, Hugh. I think we've got an ego battle going on in here. Yeah. And I think Mark Wilson shows great invention and ambition to have a dig from that distance. Hugh, and then, no, 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 no. But then what goalie. happens after that? I could show ambition. It's the fact that the goalie then just waves at it and lets it drop <laughs> into the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you, the, the, best oh, bit, the, the best bit about it was he nudges me and he went, Look, have a look at this. This is my goal. Great build up play. I'll give him that. Yeah. Good ball in with his left foot, goes for a return, and he hits it with his right, and he goes. And that was the best bit You went boom Right It <laughs> was the sheer power That outfoxed the goalkeeper, goalkeeper. <laughs> Right And the worst it was I'm saying Who is that goal That's the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life I tried everything In my power to sign him Colin Scott I tried, I honestly tried to sign him But the reports I got was You should have seen the goal I lost against Dundee United Don't touch hey, him The listeners will be 
the judge here. Go on, <laughs> just Google it. Who's spending your Saturday afternoon googling yeah. your goals against well, Queen of the South from two thousand five? It's Scottish Cup, and and you know what, I led to is going to the final, so it's an important goal. Bonfire of the vanities in here. <laughs> one man's vanity against another man's vanity. <laughs> oh, it was one of my classics. Since 1994, I've listened to Gordon Dale go on about the headed goal he got in the League Cup final against Celtic at Ibrox when the goalkeeper made a mistake and he dinked yeah. it in with his head. Do you know what just popped into my head the other night? What whatever happened to? The, that random bizarre phase on here where you used to get referred to as the mushroom. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, remember, I do it's remember like a, I It's like a caller phoned in, Chris and you. You were getting people were shouting at you at the school mm. gates and stuff like that. It followed you everywhere. Do you think it's gone? Do you no, it's, no, it's, it dipped, it's dipped a bit. I think it has dipped. Though, I, significantly. I told, I told I'm quite you happy about, about my taxi driver on Thursday night. Shugged the taxi driver. You did. And he only referred to the dazzler and the mushroom. Mm. And that was his favourite night of the week. So maybe it's not yeah. still, it's still as well, much. Well, it's certainly sure. not died down now. Seen we've highlighted this no, afternoon. No, you, can't, you can't force these things. I have no desire to bring it back. It makes no mm-hmm. difference to me. Mm. I'm just saying. I feel like it's it's. It's it certainly down. calmed down at school gates where sure, where I was picking up the kids <laughs> and you know, they were, the kids were wondering I'll what I had to do with mushrooms. I'll set you a task then, because that can't be it. That was just too bizarre. I wonder what what's the best what's the best nickname you've heard. From your teammates Because you footballers are weird You have to refer to each other Even if you don't have a nickname You stick a Mm. Y or something On the end of it And just You can't call each other By a normal first name What's the best (laughs) Nickname you've ever heard I'll give you thinking time I know you won't be able to Go You'll have a few Well this is the guy That got Gaw tattooed on himself (laughs) Didn't he (laughs) A homemade He's told us this before Go. I hope that still makes me laugh. I still don't the know. The fact what that, that you've still got a wee I've bit of ink on your arm. I've not got a wee bit. Yeah. I always liked that. it. The, remember the fullback who was called Bungalow because he had nothing upstairs. <laughs> right, that's exactly what was it though. I'm trying to remember. It might be Willie Donaghy. Right, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So, Shug, Mushroom, and Dazzler want to know <laughs> what's the best nickname you've ever heard. Now, naturally, you get. You get brownie points if it's football related, if it's a football player, of course. But see if you just want to tell me about Wee Davey off the building site or Big Jim for the stock room or whatever it is. What's the best nickname you've ever heard and why? We must be able to uncover some good stories out of this. There must be. Yeah. I like that bungle. Nothing upstairs. Okay. Yeah. That's that's exactly. I the love type I, of... I love half pint. That's my favourite. Well, just from someone that's short. Short, yeah. <laughs> we half pint. Ah, a, I think we can. <laughs> I think we can do better for in the originality stakes. Mm. We must we must come up with a few Motherwell aren't doing mm. better than the originality stakes uh, 13 minutes in, there's still a goal down And uh, the Aberdeen goal They might have a 37 year old who retired three years ago On the bench as a, the sub goalkeeper But the, the one who's on is in no danger of getting injured Because he's under no pressure from Motherwell uh, What yeah. about nothing specific Nobody in mind specifically But I've heard it a few times The blister only turns up when the hard work's done That one Right, okay, right. Yeah. So a few that's players, a, a, thinking, a few players who would come on and tune dance about two and a lot only turns up when the hard work's only done. Appears the, the hard work's done. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Who who would that refer to though? Ah, well, I'm you know, any of your Well, use your imagination. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the forty yarder. Right, go on then. That's on Twitter at Clyde SSB. What's the best nickname you've ever heard? Football players would be. You know, top of the, the the tree. You get brownie points for that. But even just guys that you know will have a, a good bit of fun with that. Um, I think if there's any that are like sort of well known, any famous ones that spring to mind. 
uh, Roger Hanna, Fraser Wisher, David Field, they'll be good. Uh, they'll be these uh, Craig Beattie. Oh, a few have sent this in. This one does ring a bell, actually. Uh, David Field has sent this in. So has Craig Beattie. Uh, you remember Fitz Hall? Played it down in one, down yeah. to one size. One size. One yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good. That's good. Very, very good. Yeah. I think we can do even better, but I, I, I like that. I, I must d- admit. I can't, it's not broadcastable. Well, that's not I, use. I played with um, Matthew Bates at Bristol City. Oh, right, cheer. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So fine. you know where that's that going. There. That's fine. <laughs> uh, David Field <laughs> says <laughs> Neil Poynton was called Dissa. Oh, that's a strong start It is a strong start right? Let's see how we get on then You can tweet us at Clyde SSB um, Giovanni Van 56 says Best address Alan McGregor's early And get mm. out of the way No thank you um, We'll stick with the football at the moment Motherwell nil Aberdeen 1 First chance for Motherwell What do you mean first chance? They've had the ball in the back Bucking of the net, net. Wrongly ruled out for offside It was offside no, it wasn't. I don't you think it was you. I, I think when you see the cut of the grass, he's yeah. he's in line. And if there's one team that cuts their grass straight, I mean, oh come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, it's the best pitch in the land. Um, but Ramirez has Aberdeen in front, and it's the only goal of the Scottish Cup fifth round so far. Uh, Van Veen has scored a lovely free kick at Fir Park this season, and he does have a good record uh, against Aberdeen, but doesn't find the net on this occasion. Another chance for Mullerwell soon after. Connor Shields just wide with a header. Um, in fact, that one nearly went through your flat window. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit concerned about that. Extra insurance they were they now with the way Motherwell deflected. Uh, to be fair, yeah, take a corner for that. But he'll get a goal today. I fancy him. As David Friel says, sometimes as a striker you get teams you like playing against. You look at Morelis, for instance, love playing against him, scores against them. Van Veen loves playing against Aberdeen. Oh, score today! Oh, hold on, I've got one of these goal flashes. With AspireGlasgow.com St Mirren 1, Kelty Hearts 0 And it's Alex Grieve picking up where he left off from midweek Scoring his first goal in the Scottish Cup It was a rebound, a header from Jameson uh, A save from Jameson, sorry, close range header And Alex Grieve has St Mirren in front How important is that, Hugh, when when you're the big dog When you've got the pressure of everyone looking and, and suspecting that maybe there could be a shock If you get yourself... A nice early goal Settle yeah, the nerves Exactly It's just good for everyone's uh, Strength of character uh, And of course Grieve is a Kiwi So it'll have been a Polish finish mm. <laughs> oh, Very good Hugh. I was taking a drink of my water there Very good on it right Okay No that's important You're right When you are the Overwhelming favourite Coming into games You're wanting something The first 15-20 minutes Just to calm the nerves And uh, that's exactly What Samirin have done uh, Kevin McHugh says I'm known for overanalyzing my golf game So the nickname is Bryson DeShambles <laughs> okay. uh, Gary Cook says A boy I worked with was called Dulux Painter Because he only had one coat uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 Quite good. Yeah. good start Very strong start I'm happy with that Keep your, your nickname suggestions coming in uh, The first half teaser as well You two got any on that teaser That is tough I've got to be honest, I don't even know the question. I'll tell you the question. Right, go on, Hugh. Since season 2012, 10 players from out with the UK and Europe have played in and won a Scottish Cup final. Who are they? Last 10 years, 10 players from out with the UK and Europe have won a Scottish Cup. No one's got them all right so far. One person out there is is one off. And weirdly, the only one that they're missing is a... It's a Celtic player So it's not one of the more 
obscure ones. Have we got that? No, there, there is more than one Celtic oh, right, player okay. on the list. Well, we've got one. But yeah, have a think about that. So, like I said, football nationality. So there's one of those that might, you know, play for a different country than he was. Mm-hmm. Than he was born in. There are a good few Celtic players from recent seasons on there. Mm. Of course, who else has won the cup? You might want to think. Maybe Edinburgh might be a, an interesting place to start. There's one in particular, I think. One, maybe two of those answers, extremely obscure. Mm. But I think we'll get there. At Clyde SSB, send them in. Hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, they might pick that up there. <laughs> I don't know. But it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. We're off and running here. We're good. Mm. I'll get back to you. We're eight short. So, St Mirren are one up on Kelty, Aberdeen are one up on Motherwell. That's your lot in the Scottish Cup at the moment. Got some goals down the leagues, Dumbarton uh, beating Clyde. Uh, did I say Alwa beating East Fife yes. or was it the other way around? Alwa, one up, are they not? Yep. Yep, Alwa, one up. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Thompson, mm. it's not that offensive, producer Callum. He's given me the thumbs down, I think. But Ooh. Read it out anyway. Yeah. Oh, Be brave. It's only nah. one way we'll find out. Oh, come get on. taken off here. Uh-huh. What's the worst that could happen? Jonathan Thompson says Gordon Dale's nickname in the new century bar no. in Motherwell is Black and Decker because he's a boring uh, you know I don't even drink the century bar tell me any <laughs> nonsense that's why because nobody likes you in there so you don't oh, turn right, up okay. uh, Rory, <laughs> who is that? Jonathan Thompson alright oh, I'll find out where he lives uh, Rory <laughs> says a guy at my dad's old work was known as the Bulb Big Ugly Looking <laughs> 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 Bloke <laughs> oh, What a standard this is Clyde Nildon Barton 2 Stuart Carswell The skipper uh, Former Motherwell midfielder Scoring there For the Suns Great save from Seagrist From Tiffany Partick Thistle on top Well Brian Graham You know three goals In Inverness In midweek uh, Former Dundee United player Who Mark Wilson assures me Wasn't exactly taken to By the United fans So He might be One guy that would would not mind putting Dundee United out. Mm, he's on form just now, the big man. Yeah, he had a hard time here at Dundee United. Just when you think about it, he was playing second fiddle, really, to my pal Chief Chi at the time. Mm. He found How's it hard. Doing the, this weather? Well, he's injured. Injured, yeah. but look, there's plenty, Minute, plenty of games to go. Wait, don't worry about Chief Chi. Yeah, don't worry about that. He's out injured, to be fair. It's difficult to score ah, when, I know, but when you're I, not I'm, I'm seeing. I how think many he's picking in the poor boy now. I'm not picking on him. Mm. Just wanted anyway, to see Big Brian. Big Brian found it difficult to nail down a place in that team, so I think it would mean the world to him, Hugh, if he manages to get in the score sheet mm. and do a number on United today. We do now have one person who's got all of those answers you are. on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Really good effort. Keep them coming. One more reminder at the moment, Hugh, of the question. Okay, since season 2012, in other words, 10 years ago, 10 players from out with the UK and Europe have played in and won a Scottish Cup final. Who are they? At Clyde SSB. Send them over. We're also looking for your football... Really- well, it doesn't need to be football. Just the best nicknames you've ever heard. You get extra points if it is a football player. There must be some good ones from up here. Fitz Hall, I think, one size. That's the best so far. Yeah. And he never played up here, did he? So we need to we need to do better um, from the Scottish leagues. Let's see what we can do. We've got goals at Fir Park and in Paisley. We've got Partick Thistle on top. All quiet so far from Hearts Livy. Uh, and of course, later on, Annan 
Against Rangers Ross McLean has his second wow. uh, And three 3-0 up at Clyde After 21 minutes I'm pretty sure Ross McLean drove by me On the way to that game today mm. So that half-hearted nod that I gave him Obviously inspired him to, to great things Is that Ross we play golf with? We did once, yeah He was sent, sent off Was that last week? He was sent off a couple two of weeks, weeks ago, ago. Yeah. yeah, Very soft Well, that's well 21 minutes in 3-0 Safe to say that's over Everton 2 leads nil. Michael Keane uh, with the goal there Frank Lampard could be doing with that After Newcastle in midweek Yeah They, they get turned over there Going to see Nathan Patterson start a game anytime soon Is he on the bench again? Tom? Well he's going to find it hard when We see Seamus Coleman Everton captain now When he's fit When you're given the armband You're, you're probably going to play So yeah, I mean, he, he is on the bench Which would be nice to see some more at game time So today Stephen O'Donnell's on the Motherwell bench Nathan Patterson's on the bench Anthony Ralston Tends to be on the Celtic bench If they're at, if they're at full strength these days mm. Gonna need a You could be getting a call up right for back. right well, back Well If I well, post that video you post The, that the video 40 yard volley Then you never know Steve Clark. Just to reopen an old watching. debate Aaron Hickey starts at right wing back In a back three Back five if you like For Bologna today He keeps being saying Ah yeah I know he's right footed But he keeps playing left back He started playing right back I wonder mm. if that Changes the conversation I've always found it strange Why he's never been involved At the younger age groups I don't know what really goes into that But if you're playing at that level Every week Then you deserve a look in For the national team If you're holding in a place In that league um, in a number of positions Then of course Did you find it Such a big adjustment Mark Because you obviously Played both Yeah Yeah it was Yeah of course was it? it was Well on the left hand side Everything is unnatural I was I was, I was fine I, I, I quite enjoyed playing there But you had to keep Checking back You know onto your right foot And that slowed the play down much preferred playing on the right Don't get me wrong I mean Bologna are 3-0 down So he might be having an absolute stinker For all I know But <laughs> much more hope Steve Clark's never travelled <laughs> He started there nevertheless Very unnatural for the boy Lazio Lazio bad Lazio good so, But anyway Nathan Patterson Had come in and done well When he wasn't really playing for Rangers either So yeah. he's perhaps I think he, he's well worth a look at Remember the days of Football Italia I mean It'd be great if it was on again Remember every Saturday morning, yep. Sunday afternoon, and uh, now we've got I one of our own playing there. It'd be great. I just didn't to watch hold it. my ball. I didn't accept it because me. you weren't cultured enough to watch it. No, That's I just why. Didn't, I did and not you played in the in the first division, so uh, nothing would be relevant to you. Uh, I think you've been very unfair there. Big moment in the championship. Tom Fairman have a penalty to put Kilmarnock behind after everything that's gone on at Kilmarnock in the last week, and it's been saved. So Ooh. still goalless in that one. Uh, Stevie Lawless um, usual, Very reliable in his time at Livy from the spot um, But not today uh, Right On this one From Jason Craig I'm going to tell you the nickname mm -hmm. You tell me the real surname Of this gentleman that he used to work with Are you ready? Okay. The nickname is Sly Bacon Sly Bacon Right Sly Sly Bacon is the guy's nickname What's his real surname? Um, this is like a crossword clue If you like It's that oh, sort of oh, cryptic, Very yeah. cryptic It's not He's actually quite close Would you believe I heard What him, did he say? Ham, him Hamilton Grunt some, some sort ha of Ham um. Cunningham Cunningham Hold on a minute Surely it's just e Nicknames are surely To shorten things Nah down. but it's funnier So that defeats the purpose Good sense of 
Instead of calling him Cunningham, you're calling him imagination. Yeah. Well, mushrooms longer than Wilson, isn't it? Mushrooms longer than Willow. I know, but I'm not. Listen, I don't want people to call me mushroom. I would rather it stops. You should. Don't worry about a mushroom. We won't stop that. A friend, I think I told you before, Gordon, I sent you that a friend also got me a t shirt. With mushroom on it? Yeah, embroidered. Oh yeah, my it, it cost him like 35 quid to get this embroidered <laughs> with a big mushroom on it saying fun guy under it <laughs> and it's, see the funny thing is it's good quality good quality t-shirts that have went out their way to yeah, to keep up the, the nickname I'll be me. in the charity shop next to your breaking tracks <laughs> uh, right at Clyde SSB to keep them coming in to give your guesses for the first half teaser uh, as well still those goals that we were telling you about one for Aberdeen who are in front at Fir Park and one for St Mirren who are in front at home remember this name Janino Bakuna I feel like yeah. we, we barely got to, knew, to know him he's put Birmingham one up on Luton down there in the championship so that was a bit of a strange yeah. episode that because he came in and we all commented on him and we all thought oh, ok sounds interesting then we seen him can't recall who it was was it Ross County at home maybe and he looked decent, then just dropped in and out, and all of a sudden he's away. That, that just shows you Van Bronckhurst came in right away. Made his mind up. <coughs> Made his mind up, moved him on. He did say he didn't feel like he got a, a fair crack at the whip. Um, but obviously the Rangers manager just didn't see him as being part of the plans going forward, Mark, and decided to move him on. And he's, uh, It's a good move, Birmingham, big S- club. Essentially replaced him with Aaron Ramsey, really. Yeah. And now on paper, there's only... Uh, only one way of looking at that in terms of who the fans would would rather have of course we've, we're yet to see what, what Aaron Ramsey brings but I think it's fairly obvious that that's one that excited the fans when he came in yeah and it's I think it's an exciting day for Rangers fans if he has to start at Annan I know it's Annan but they want to see him you know they want to see Did the a good portion of the game I think he said he was as he starting so yeah. the, the Rangers fans want to see him in, in a good portion of the game and that'll get him to a decent level of fitness the interesting one will be is he registered for Thursday evening do we yes, know that? I yes. think so. Mark, I've, I, I've, unlike yourself. Someone, I've... sorry, just on that, someone sent me, it was Ryan Walker. Uh, by all accounts, Aaron Ramsey's last start for a club team was at the St. Petersburg Stadium in Russia in a Champions League game against Zenit. And today he's going to start at Galabank and in, in the Scottish Cup. I was just going to ask Mark, unlike uh, yourself, I've never managed at that level. Have you been to Annan with a team? What likes to set up? <laughs> you know, I've been to Annan with a team. <laughs> and you know how it turned out. But I'll tell you, my last visit to Annan, and it was on a Tuesday night, it was a replay. Oh, right. Actually, it was a. Was that re- uh, Yeah, it was a, a replay. And we went one up after two minutes And I thought, oh, we've cracked it here Worked on things throughout the week We've cracked it here My left back got sent off, I think, ten minutes later So something like twelve minutes into the game And we got beat 5-1 oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I've got the facts right Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was my last yeah, visit So not my favourite place Gary, um, Gary Henderson sent me one I think I've seen this on social media as well But it's, it's, a, it's a classic Um Man bat. Why would that be someone's nickname? Man bat. Man bat. Mm-hmm. No, I heard that one. Come on, Hugh. Because the guy's real name was Wayne Bruce. Oh, 
Frustration for Hearts fans They're starting to grumble a little bit At dominating possession But just unable to break down Livingston at the moment Martin Bartley's got his team well drilled <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a difficult game for Hearts Because yeah, yeah. uh, if they don't get a goal in the first half Livingston nil nil. You will hear the boos at Tynecastle Nobody pays any attention to Livingston But in their own quiet way They're picking up points They're not far off the top six They're simply in terms Three of, points off fourth Yeah the, In terms of profile They are nothing like the highest uh, But David Martindale and Marvin Bartley Are doing an outstanding job are you watching this ball here, Mark Wilson? Yeah. It's not running through yeah. the surface. Well, it is surface as yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, uh, somebody's going to make a mistake caused by the surface. Yeah, call it off, I think. It looks yeah, dangerous it. if you ask me. Get it get it called off. Um, Can you see who's standing in the tunnel there? <laughs> Alan Burrows. Mm-hmm. No Tony Watt anywhere today, though. Why is that the case? Why is Alan Burrows standing in tunnels? Does he often do that? Yeah, he stands. He's gaffer, I know he's, he I know he's a gaffer. He where he wants. But... Honestly, do you know There's what? probably a better seat. No, honestly, I think it's because he gets so Nervous. stressed about games that he just Does likes he? to stand himself. Yeah. yeah, it was something like that. Because obviously, there's a seat there but if he wants it. Hang fire. He's he's not really standing himself in that tunnel. He's yeah, but you're probably two yards your... away from glass and Alexander. Yeah, but you're not. You probably it's probably better than being in amongst fans, isn't it? Uh, but I I tell you what, you become closer to the players that there's a danger you could get involved with them, like we've seen with Tony Watt. But I've I think never he's really one of the great stories. Before. I think mm. Alan Burrows is one of the great stories. To go from the terracing to the CEO, I think that's mm. outstanding. Uh, and he's fantastic at that club. And it, the two of them had the good grace to admit that it was all just a bit yeah, it's nonsense. All, it's all mouthy. Alan Burrows couldn't use his hands anyway because his sleeves are usually down about three inches. <laughs> if you ever look at Alan Burrows wearing a suit, he's the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 I'm yeah, glad he's in the tunnel. I hope he's not getting a pod in one year. Have, have you ever walked by Alan Burrows have Sounds a look at his cold. suit? He's honestly, it's one of the ones his jacket's doing. Van Veen and David Bates is a good old tussle. They seem yeah. to be wrestling at every... Uh, opportunity Of course This fixture would be the one That gave us John Boyle and Craig Brown Yeah Remember that one Probably oh, <gasps> If you're talking about Chief execs getting yeah. involved Remember Yeah no. No, So Craig Brown Motherwell manager Left Became Aberdeen manager Returned to Fir Park John Boyle Then went and <laughs> Pretty much Offered him a square go In the tunnel no, That the game Yeah, yeah. <sighs> oh, Wow That'd have been good I was I like there that day that was, that was quite something um, Right I like this one David Pickles is on, right? And that's his real name, though. Onion. Nickname? Onion. Jara. That's funny. I bet there's some rude ones on there as oh, well. Oh, yeah, there are yeah, loads. Yeah, I can imagine that. <laughs> some of these, I wonder if people are just making them up or have heard them elsewhere. Giacomo knew a guy whose nickname was The Clock. One big hand, one wee hand. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> it's just entirely possible. <laughs> oh, uh, what a chance right. for Motherwell! They are, yeah. Did you did see it? the clock? Yes, you did, didn't you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, was it a Saul home header? Was it Mark? Yep. Great ball in, in swing and free kick. Oh, 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 hold on, hold on. It's all happening here. Goal flashes with AspireGlasgow.com. Motherwell are level Motherwell 1 Aberdeen 1 And of course it's Kevin Van Veen But he just loves scoring against Aberdeen It's his fourth of the season Against the Dons And we've got It was deflected this one We've got another goal Goal flashes 
with AspireGlasgow.com Partick Thistle nil, Dundee United 1 and Ian Hark's bullet from 20 yards uh, Partick Thistle had started brightly United are in front Ian Hark's to thank and Motherwell are level Kevin Van Veen scored some lovely goals against Aberdeen this season uh, not quite uh, as lovely this one But Ooh. deflected And they all count What did I tell you Gordon? The saying goes I, I, don't, I honestly don't know what, well, you about, what are you about to pretend That you I, I About to pretend That I told you That Van Veen I fancied him scored today Especially after oh, Yeah Having this for Declan a celebration. Gallagher Yeah Yeah Declan Gallagher Former Motherwell club captain Of course mm. um, Not entirely popular though It must no. be said Amongst Motherwell fans And that might be an understatement um, Mark If it can be both it looked a good finish and it was deflected if that's if, if both can coexist. Yeah, well, the way I looked at it, it just looked like it went straight in, but obviously no, a, it, slight, it was a, yeah, a, yeah. a slight deflection there. But what about Johnny Hayes here in the corner? Gets caught in the ball, Mugabe doesn't give it up, Van Veen checks inside. Oh. What a well No, it's yeah, a, it's a big it's big, a bigger big deflection, deflection I thought. But and David Bates head. I think I yeah. think they deserve it. They just missed that sitter. Just a few moments ago And Van Veen They're certainly hanging their hat on him well, Van Veen has given uh, Declan Gallagher The full Bruni For the El Hadj Juf moment uh, The Motherwell fans Will absolutely love that yeah, It's almost yeah. like Someone's told them <laughs> that See if you score Make sure you stick it To Declan Gallagher I am waiting to see The next challenge That Declan Gallagher has On Van Veen yeah, neither of them are shy He seems so. to relish that Van Veen though Remember the game at Pottery Remember the game Yeah I've seen every game he plays There's, there's oh, yeah. one or two tackles flying in Obviously that goal has uh, got the pace up a little bit yeah. Mother will fancy it now Yeah Connor Shields is not a known uh, And this time it's Is that Mark O'Hara sort of ragdolls someone I think Scott Brown felt he was in the receiving end Of a sore one in front of the dugouts well, Scott um, Brown, as I say, could hardly complain about Van Veen's celebration having done it himself to El Hadj Juve. So you do it when you win and beat the pundit. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, and sunny and paisley, but nothing else happening. Says Fraser <laughs> Wisher. Yeah, Fraser's been a bit quiet. Who's going to be? Look at it, Fir Park, just along the road. Absolutely miserable there. Clyde have pulled one back. What a game that is! Clyde one, Dumbarton three. Rob Jones with the goal. I think was all, oh, here he goes again. I'm showing the rerun a bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why he's having a because Gallagher's not really involved in that, is he? And Van Veen and oh, they might have just had a little. Oh, it's McCrory. Sorry, but, yeah, he did take a Gordon. I seen out the corner. My eye, he did take a bad one. You think, uh, one. you think this will finish eleven v eleven? Oh, it's getting a bit uh, heated. Mm. Will Graham Alexander? Will Graham Alexander remain in the dugout? Not a chance. Doesn't doesn't often. Um, we've only got one correct answer on that. Teaser So reminders of the question Maybe I could start To give out some clues Since 2012 10 players from out With the UK And Europe Have played in And won A Scottish Cup final Who are they? Right here's what we're looking for Right One, two, three, four. Six former Celtic players In there mm. But one in particular Has gone on to, to play for other clubs In Scotland Um, You've got one of those Who is Scottish But not by football nationality And Your obscure one comes from The Inverness team That beat Falkirk in 2015 Okay so I'm trying to just lead you down the path We've only got one uh, Person with all the correct answers That is the end of Ross McCrory's afternoon Actually he's gone off Calvin Ramsey Has come on It was a it was a challenge from, from Connor Shields I was a sore one. Was there anything untoward? Could play went on. I don't think. Um, well, certainly, I don't. 
I know the referee didn't see anything wrong with it. Mm. It was right in front of the dugouts. It would be interesting to see if Stephen Glass shared that. Yeah, Calvin I'd like to, I, it's one of these ones. I, I just out the corner of my eye, I seen it over your shoulder, Gordon, and I thought, oh, that looks a bit sore. And uh, obviously, McCrory can't carry on. But interesting to see that one again. I'd like to see a replay of that. It's also right in front of the fourth official though So you would like to imagine that if there was something wrong with it He tells the ref And on we go So Calvin Ramsey, last two games been uh, subbed by Aberdeen um, Strange one that year Yeah How, you know, just a few weeks ago Nearly in Serie A Yeah And now he's struggling to get a game Stephen Glass Good chance for Motherwell, Sean Goss just wide Probably have been the better Team Mark you'd have yeah. to say Yeah um, I would say so Since after those Opening few minutes Where and They looked a wee bit st- Over the place They probably started Brightly before that as well If that makes yeah. sense Wee bit of shock When they concede the goal But they seem to have Regrouped Steadied the ship And Yeah they missed that sitter Before Van Veen actually scores But they certainly look like the team That's more Most likely to Get themselves in front here Before half time It's a better cup tie Than I think we thought it would be Yeah It's yeah. got It's got all the parts It's got the, it's been good, the fire it? The fervour The animosity conditions yeah. It's two yeah. teams that are desperate for a result yeah. To kick their season on You know what I mean Two managers Okay I don't think Graham Alexander's under pressure at all But You've got to start winning games Ooh, it's, uh, it's, it's good effort But You've got to start winning games And um, The Cup's got a great opportunity As I say The excitement is who do you get in the next round It keeps you in there You know you've got another game coming And a victory Maybe gives you that bit of confidence Taking the league campaign Still only one correct answer on that teaser Come on let's do it Ten players since 2012 Out with the UK and Europe Have played in and won A Scottish Cup final What's the one that's been most commonly missed out Producer Callum Would you say How can we help the good people Get towards Okay, there's one that was in the Hearts team that won 5-1, is that that game? Yes, and he also played for Kilmarnock. That's the one that people seem to be missing. Very tricky, skillful player. Um, hmm. You may remember his surname sounds... Oh, skillful player. Very like something you would dry yourself with when yes. you come out the bath. You just drip dry, don't you? He just shakes Or use the hair dryer For your full body I've got that as a great clue Well done Have you? (laughs) I've pretty much said his second name Oh please tell me you don't do that move (laughs) Tell me the camera's got that (laughs) He just did the old floss By the way I bet you he does do that With the two legs Yeah yeah. Saturday afternoon Oh that's disgusting You're the type of guy That would do that <laughs> and then talc up. When you get the oh, towel, you need we'll to talc. Never, because don't Jammies for, on the radio. Don't forget, Wednesday night is bath night. So no. I've already got to struggle that every Wednesday night I know that whilst we are on air, I know that he's listening in the bath, which is off putting enough. Now that I know what he does when he gets out the bath, oh, it's even worse. It's By the way, I've got a confession to me. Well, double, please I, don't. I double dunted. I went last night as well, Friday night. Two baths in a week, wow. Friday night. I was feeling a bit sore after the, the, the driver. Driving range, so I. You know you're getting old when the driving was, range. It was fantastic. Inter- so. Always go six o'clock, right? Because I want to hear the boys. Fantastic entertainment for half an hour. Kenny and Hugh, I really thoroughly enjoyed. Kenny the show. wasn't on last night. Who was it? I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I know you weren't listening. No, I was. I, honestly, uh, Alawa won his five two in the league. Scott Mercer, Alawa having a really poor time of it as well. 
Mm. Um, lost to, to Kenny's Falkirk during the week. Uh, right, I think yeah, I think we'll need to round it off, you. Mm. I think we will need to round it off, I'm afraid, so let's do it. Okay. So. The first half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. Since 2012, 10 players from out with the UK and Europe have played in and won a Scottish Cup final. They are David Wotherspoon, Tommy Rogic, Diego Laxalt, Ishmael Soro, Nier Beaton, Edward Oferi, Effie Ambrose, Ryan McGowan, Mehdi Tau. and Emilio <laughs> Izagiri. Tell me you did not get... <laughs> Some of those tough ones and missed out in your beat on. Yeah, yeah. we did. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got none. Dad's got them all. I think there's a bit. Actually, there's a there's a bit of controversy there. I think because one. we always bang on about football nationality and Israel play under Beaton. the UEFA yeah. banner, don't they? So they, you know, they. Yeah, I know that. But if we're talking about football nationality, I think you've I think you've upset some people on that. Just 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 saying, producer Callum, for next time. Mm. He doesn't care Does he either one up They are indeed Right well done If you got it right We do now have A podium We got there Just in the end Must have been Must have been you With that clue When I said <laughs> It's something you'd use In the bath uh, Roger Hanna says You shouted out Jimmy Luther <laughs> <laughs> uh, It was Medi Towel Just in case you hadn't Clicked Mickle Well done to you Third place The old bronze medal Connor Rowley well done to you, Connor, in the silver medal position. But the winner, the only guy who had it right for quite some time, was Token Jester. Well done. We'll have uh, Who Am I later on, which is equally as difficult, by the way. That one is really tough. Really, really tough. So we'll see how you get on. Will we get any late drama? Don't forget, we're still looking for your nicknames, the best nicknames you've ever heard. Even if they're not football-related, we'll take the lot. It would be nice if you had... Uh, heard some at a football game or referring to a football player but even if you've just um, heard one I mean this is well I hope this is true because I feel like I've heard this before and maybe it's just become widely used but it's is one of the greats on Twitter um, Alex says our small maintenance man in work he is he's small and he's short of hair so we call him Gianni DeVito <laughs> <laughs> yeah good I like that very good Stephen Pearson, you always remind, remind me that he ran past me. His nickname was The Knife, you ever was heard it? that? Yeah, The Knife. Yeah, Celtic, that. when I arrived the at Celtic, knife. it was The Knife. Really? Alan, Alan Thompson, no, the older crew up was there before me and Neil Lennon, The Knife, because I think it was because he cut through defences. <laughs> That's rough. No, I know, I think that was the reason. I was, that, why is he called The Knife? Wow Yeah We called him Piro We called him Piro no, That makes yeah. sense That's quite boring as well yeah, I must admit It was um, Graham Hume I had a mate Whose nickname was Swanee So his boy was called Signet <laughs> 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 oh, That's good as well I'm happy with that Daz doesn't get that Liam Donnelly's come it. close For Motherwell What a chance that would have been To take a lead into the break Three minutes added on At the end of the first half Close range as well From Liam Donnelly He misses the target And Aberdeen stay level a big chance for Motherwell to go Motherwell, in front they should be they should be in front I think they've played quite well since, they lost, the there. since they lost the goal played quite well took the game at Aberdeen Aberdeen have been dreadful though even when they've actually 
Go up into the final third Dreadful Motherwell should be in front Matthew Maycox tweeted He's not happy about that Israel thing he's, He says they, they play in Europe But he's not backing down He's doubling down As Lemmy would oh. say uh, He's not backing down Producer Callum That is a huge miss from Liam Donnelly yeah. Motherwell uh, should be in front How is Motherwell not scored there? Incredible miss I cannot believe That was actually harder to put by the post All these times that you're spending watching them at training Do they do well, two, two yard finishing drills? No, to- no, it was a finishing drill I watched the other day Gordon And I've got to say The people in the car park were oh under my. severe uh, I don't know how he's missed that You know sometimes you use these phrases and they're overused A bit cliche But it is harder to miss I think it that is. one Because yeah, it, it he's, yeah. he's right in the middle of the goal yeah. And he almost drags it across his body yeah. Anyway Enough of that, let's go to Tynecastle. It's half time there, Dave Galloway. Hearts nil, Livingston nil at the interval. You can maybe hear uh, Why Does It Always Rain on Me being played over the PA system, which is very apt because it's uh, torrential rain here at the moment, but it's been a, a pretty decent uh, cup tie in the first half. End to end from the first uh, blast of the referee's whistle. Anderson got clean through for the visitors, but uh, Gordon saved well. Anderson uh, tested. Um, Anderson tested the uh, Hearts keeper again after coming in from the right, getting past Suter and letting fly from uh, 20 yards. Um, I think we may have had a, a slight power issue of the stadium there. Anderson got clean through for the visitors, but Gordon saved well. Anderson uh, tested the Hearts keeper again after cutting in uh, from the right, getting past Suter and letting fly from 20 yards. At the other end, Stryak had to look uh, lively uh, to keep out a low, well-struck drive from Mackay from outside the box and a close-range effort by Sims, uh, who'd cleverly created an opening for himself. The home side were dominating possession, but to their supporters for uh, weren't making it count against the well-organised Livy side. A really good Hearts passing move saw Mackay send Cochrane in on goal, but a brilliant late tackle from Devlin uh, deflected the drive to safety. But Livy looking confident as they handle their host pressure and looking dangerous coming forward as well. The halftime whistle greeted by a chorus of uh, boos from the Jambos faithful. It's Hearts nil, Livingston nil. Ooh, could Dave Galloway be in for a long evening at Tynecastle? It's a nice place to. To spend your evening uh, We've had a late one of these In the first half Goal flashes With AspireGlasgow.com And it's Motherwell 2 Aberdeen 1 The Fir Park side Have deserved the lead It was terrible defending Terrible goalkeeping But Connor Shields doesn't care He pokes it home From 4 yards out And it's Motherwell 2 Aberdeen 1 It's half time At St Mirren Fraser Wishart Ted Simon 1, Kelty Hearts 0. Expected a bit more from this game, to be honest. Pretty tame so far. St Mirren, though, in complete control, but very few chances at either end. Really slow start to the game, but Kelty settled quite well and almost took the lead in 12 minutes. Really good work on the right hand side by Callan Higgins. Botham got to the byline, cut back into the six yard box. Met by Joe Cardo, who was denied by a great block by Joe Shaughnessy to stop his goal bound shot inside the six yard box. That was a wake up call for Saints. They responded with an opener on 15 minutes. Marcus Fraser crossed to the back post. Richard Tate, the other fullback with a downward header. A really well saved by Darren Jimison at his post, but the ball rebounded up in the air and was headed into the empty net by Alex Grieve from two yards. Jordan Jones had a right start to the game, causing problems down the left. They couldn't find that key final tr- cross. Some of his balls into the box, though. Only stopped by a great last gas defending by Forster unaware. But after that, little else happened in the game. Saints with plenty of possession. Kelty, Kelty just happy to drop off and allow St Mun the ball. But very little happening in the Kelty box. No tempo to Saints play. 
and little in attack from Kelty at all since knocking the ball wide side to side but not, not going forward in any ways whatsoever. Alec Grieve cutting from the left, 20 yard shot comfortably saved by Jimison. Ronan then blasted well over from 25 yards and it was really a, a sign of the first half. Jim Goodwin clapping his hands, trying to get a bit more life into his team and then a Joe Cardle trundle, trundler first time Kelty been in the box about half an hour from 20 yards into Annick's hands and just mentioning his last couple of efforts just shows how few attempts on goal that actually were little entertainment on show next goal will settle it for St Mern they've been top so far but Kelty not really in the game but they'll quite fancy their chances if they can get that next goal because they're not out of this game yet half time St Mern nil Kelty Hearts nil half time at Fir Park it's been a cracker David Friel it has been a cack of Gordon half-time, Motherwell 2, Aberdeen 1, I've just about drawn breath, as you said, this has been a proper cup tie, and Motherwell now have one foot in the last eight after Connor Shields put them ahead just seconds before the break. What a game it's been, Motherwell actually the ball in it within 40 seconds after Joe Efford broke through and finished off well, it was ruled out for offside, it did look extremely tight, but Aberdeen took advantage of that layoff and they took the lead in the third minute, Ross McCrory curled in a brilliant cross and Christian Ramirez found space to head into the top corner, it was poor marking but a great finish for the Americans 15th goal of the season. Ramirez looked really lively but he couldn't repeat the finish when he was played through in 10 minutes Motherwell keeper Liam Kelly was stranded but the strikers lob missed the target Motherwell came back into the game from then, made a couple of efforts Kevin Van Veen's free kick was deflected over, Connor Shields headed wide but they got the deserved equaliser in 34 minutes through that man Van Veen Beavis McGabby won the ball and Van Veen's culling shot deflected off David Bates into the corner. The striker has now scored four against Aberdeen this season and celebrated in front of former Motherwell captain Declan Gallagher. Templars, it was fair to say, were running high and there was a bit of a rammy. Both players were booked. Aberdeen then lost Ross McCrory to injury as Motherwell finished a half well on top. Sean Goss was unlucky with a low shot. Liam Donnelly missed an absolute sitter from close range but Shields then pounced in injury time after Aberdeen failed to deal with a Goss corner. He fired home from close range and Motherwell will now look to finish the job in the second half. But it's a big second 45 for Stephen Glass as pressure mounts on the Aberdeen manager. Half-time at Fir Park, Motherwell 2, Aberdeen 1. Uh, where else have we not been? I think we've been everywhere, have we? No, Roger Hanna, what's it been like there? It's been good, Gordon. Half-time at Fir Hills, Partick Thistle now in United 1. And if Ian McCall felt a sense of injustice that the Jags were knocked out of the cup at Tannadays last year, he will be seething at half-time because his championship side really have been the better side. They dominated the first half hour. They had chances to break the deadlock. And then out the blue, they fell behind to an absolute howitzer after 34 minutes by Ian Hart. It was Thistle from the start, really. Scott Tiffany especially, he'd scored the goal for Thistle at Tannadice last season. Again, he was tormenting United. He started in that left-hand side, just in the area between the right wing-back Liam Smith and the right centre-back Callum Butcher, causing all sorts of problems. He cut in on his right foot after 20 minutes, curled one that was headed for the far corner, tipped over the bar by United goalkeeper Benji Seacrest. Three minutes later, the former United striker Brian Graham threatened with a shot that was somehow smuggled off the line by United centre-half Ryan Edwards. Tiffany again threatened moments later. He was tugged back by Liam Smith and that produced the only booking of the first half from referee John Beaton. It was all thistle at this stage. United's front two of Tony Watt and Mark McNulty really being well marshalled by Lewis Mayo and Kevin Holt. And then out of the blue after 34 minutes, the visitors took the lead. Didn't really seem much danger. Robbie Crawford looked to have time on the edge of his own box to clear the ball, but he made a hash of the clearance. It fell invitingly for Harks and a man who has made a habit of scoring big goals for the Terrors this season, including an equaliser at Celtic Park, a winner in a Dundee derby. He absolutely lashed the shot past goalkeeper Jamie Seddon and in to the back of the net. That seemed to set the Jags back on their heels. It stunned them. It stunned the home crowd as well. And United looked to get a second before the break of Marin Niskanen threatening down the left-hand side. 
But Thistle, well, they just won't believe they're behind it at break, Gordon. It's Partick Thistle now with the United one. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Half-time scores in the Scottish Cup fifth round Hearts nil, Livingston nil, Motherwell 2, Aberdeen 1 Partick Thistle nil, Dundee United 1 St Mirren 1, Kelty Hearts nil, And Annan Athletic Rangers is a 5.30 kick-off We do have lower league games championship today Kilmarnock nil, Dunfermline nil, Morton nil, Queen of the South nil. In League 1 it's Airdrie 2, Montrose 1 Alloa 1, East 5 2 Clyde 1, Dumbarton 3 And Cove Rangers nil. Queen's Park nil. The English Premier League early game finished Man United 1 Southampton 1 At half time It's Brentford nil. Crystal Palace nil. Everton 2 Leeds nil. Watford nil. Brighton 1 And Norwich Man City Is a half 5 kick off The second halves in the Scottish Cup Are coming next The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 